Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. Today I have an amazing guest with me. I'm so privileged to get a chance to chat with her in front of you guys. We have a lot of behind the scenes conversations um, as friends and um, today you get to listen to one of those conversations because we're going to be talking about relationships and how to use relationships to build your business. Um, I want to kick it off before I ask Laura to introduce herself with just a story that's so relevant that I literally just thought, thought about while her and I were talking off camera. Um, this last weekend, I went out to California to LA for my daughter. She had a triathlon. And the first thing I thought about is who do I know out there that I should connect with? So I always think about that. And I thought, oh, you know, David LaDuke, um, I haven't seen him forever. I used to buy inventory for him. He's a designer and we used to buy his off price when we had our brick and mortar stores. And I thought I'm going to check with him because he may have something that's interesting for all of my boutique clients. So I sent him a message and said, Hey, I'm coming out to LA. Can I meet with you? Absolutely. Sierra. So I went and met with him, dropped um, Jim and, and Bella off, went and met with him for about three hours, walked through. Um, his design house. He took me over to a fabric place where they create fabric, dye fabric. Um, and it was all relationship building. And as he and I were chatting, as we were walking around, he was saying, can you get this product in front of your people? And I said, absolutely. What can I do for you? What can you do for me? Um, and that's exactly what Laura is going to be talking to us about today. So Laura, welcome. Yeah. I can't wait to see what you have to tell us today. Tell us who you are, where you are, and why we're going to be talking about relationship building. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. And it's really cool to be here talking about relationship building with you because you're one of my key friendships. My business bestie is one of those people that you lean on for support and for guidance and for just, you know, somebody who cares about you and you care about them as yeah. much as it is a business relationship. And so you've been that person for me. And I know I've been that person for you for years now. Yes. In my background is brick and mortar. I now specialize in online business growth. But when I first got started, it was in the photography industry. I grew to become one of the top photographers between the New York and DC markets in my 20s. Uh, then I opened a chain of children's portrait studios, which I then franchised and exited at a very similar stage that you, as you did for very similar reasons. I found that being more of a coach or a consultant like we are today is just a better fit for my personality and something that yeah. I enjoy more than the heavy compliance aspect of being a franchisor. So fast forward to today, uh, I've been an entrepreneur for about 20 years. I live in Southeastern Pennsylvania with my three children. I live a very typical suburban mom life. I play tennis like five days a week. Um, people probably wouldn't know that I'm this online business ninja, but I totally am. And today, what I want to talk about is how to grow your business through relationships. Because when I look back at the last 20 years and all the ups and downs and all of the times where it has been amazing and the times where it's been the hardest. I can, you know, I, I don't have that same blog that I had 15 years ago. I don't, social media didn't even exist back then. I don't even have the same business cards, but I have the same relationships. Oh, and so relationships good. Is, relationships are, are the, that business asset that you can always take with you as you grow and you evolve and you shift and you change. 
as we inevitably do as entrepreneurs. So for example, the people listening, you may have a boutique today, you may have an inventory-based business. That might be something that you do for the next decade. But then what you decide to do after that, or let's say that you close the boutique you have now and move on, or even if you just want to grow the boutique that you have today, it is all about leveraging your existing relationships. And I think one of the reasons why this is so important is because so much has changed with advertising yeah. in the last few years. It's really time to get back to the basics. Yeah, so good. Well, I love, I'm backing up to what you said you might be in a different place in your business going forward five years, 10 years, maybe even five months from now, the relationships can be carried through, which case in point with David, like I bought from him or I worked with him when I was buying product. I'm no longer buying product. However, I thought, how could I connect with someone that I really enjoyed working with? Yeah. Like what could we do together in this new endeavor that I'm in? And so we can carry those and maybe it's not even related to the product or service they offered, but it's just their, their genius that we can continue to tap into the support, the help relationship. So let's talk about why, because I found with my clients that this is a difficult topic for them. It's a difficult um, tool for them to think about using. How do they what does that mean relationship and what should I be doing? And I'm so busy. I don't have time to like develop friendships and relationships. Why do you think that this is more difficult perhaps in this day and age as compared to 20 years ago or 10 years ago? And what are you teaching or working with your clients on to combat that way of thinking? Yeah, such a good question. And I think one of the reasons why people struggle with relationship marketing so much is because they're used to more of a get in, get out marketing strategy. Like I will post this post and people will see it and they either buy or they won't, or I run this ad and they'll either work or it won't. And I'm looking for an immediate gratification and relationship marketing just doesn't work like that. And what we have found is even worse when you try to make it work like that, it feels icky and awful. Yes. And yes. so we try to translate what we know about traditional marketing and advertising as far as paid traffic funnels and those types of endeavors to relationships. And it's, it's, it's so different because much like your relationship with David, you like him from a genuine yes. level. You like his product. You have a similar set of values. You believe in what it is that he's offering. And you know that you have the ability to help him out and he can help you out. And that was probably the original intention of the relationship. Never did you guess years down the road that you would be coaching boutique owners and he might have a different type of product line. But at the time you were attracted to one another because of those shared values and that mutual reciprocity. And I think today, what a lot of people want to do is they want to rush right into it, right? They want to, they want to just know, like, are are you going to buy from me or are you not? Mm. And if you're not, then I'm moving on. And mm-hmm. they're looking again for that immediate return. And a lot of business owners, because they're operating, you know, a lot of times within margins, they're operating from place of scarcity, which is not always the best way to approach relationship marketing. So I think, you know, you know spoiler alert, there was probably a time in which you could run Facebook ads and it would be like an ATM machine. Pretty that much. Ship, yeah. That ship has <laughs> failed. That, so, and we'll never be coming back. And it will no. probably never be coming back. Yeah. So here's the deal. All relationship is, all marketing is work, right? Like all marketing that's worth doing is, is long game work. 
And so what I'm going to really challenge everybody who's listening is, is what is the best marketing for your business based on the stage that you're in? For most people who are listening, relationship marketing is the best marketing. If you let go of the belief that there is going to be this get in, get out, you know, easy button when it comes to getting sales. And if you just find the easy button, the skies will open up and money will come flowing out and you'll be able to dive into it like Scrooge McDuck. Like that is just not realistic when it comes to marketing and sales in 2022 and beyond. What is realistic is that you're choosing something that is a good fit for your business and it is a good fit for your stage of business because unless you have lots of time and resources, um, playing a bigger game with those paid traffic funnels is probably not the right fit unless, again, you're a multi-million dollar product-based business. So I think for right now, the best thing to do for anybody who's listening, who's curious about how to grow their business is to lean into their existing relationships, lean into the people that they already know, like, and trust and know, like, and trust them, because it's going to be much faster to turn those connections into customers than it would be for to start cold. Yeah. So good. Now I know a lot of people listening. I know what you're all thinking. <laughs> a lot of you, not all of you, but a lot of you are thinking, I'm just a small boutique. That sounds really great, but you know, I work from my home or I just opened my tiny brick and mortar. I don't understand how this relates. Like, how does this compute? So I do have people that come in and I'm nice to them. I'm good with my customers. How does that make sense for me? Um, or maybe you're thinking, okay, that might work much better in service, but I'm in a product-based business. Tell us some practical tips on building relationships even if we're starting out, even if we feel small, even if we feel like I don't offer a service at all, what are some things we can think about? Yes, it's such a good question. And I mean, this is where you and I started, right? When I had my photography stores, I'm at my studios, you know, there was no Facebook. I, we probably got started when Zuckerberg was still filling out his Harvard application. Yeah. <laughs> like there was, you know, and so this is how we survived. And I think for people who have been in business for a long time, it, it was the only way. Mm -hmm. I think getting back to that is really core. So thinking about the other business owners that are in your area that serve a similar clientele as you and getting really creative about how you can expose one another to each other's audiences. Oh, so good. So for example, and for a lot of boutique owners, it's looking at service-based beauty looking at, you know, estheticians, looking at, um, you know, you and I have a mutual friend who is the founder of the Lash Lounge, you know, though, even though that's a natural, a national chain, the stores are individually owned and operated. And those business owners are in the same boat as everybody who's yes. listening, you know, like they're trying to get into the community, they're trying to get leads as well. So I'll give you an example of what we did when I had my brick and mortar chain that worked really well because we specialized in newborn photography, I would host an event every quarter. And it was an expectant mother's event where all sorts of other service providers who specialized in pre and postnatal care would come and exhibit. And there was no fee to exhibit, but there were certain requirements. And part of the requirements was a marketing requirement that they had to go out and they had to market the event to their clientele. And there was a certain amount of emails and social media posts that were required to go out. And we did the same. Well, now we're all sharing one another's audiences and lists. 
And you can do the same type of idea with boutique owners. You could have a you know back to school beauty event where you have other uh, service based business owners come uh, who service similar clientele, and you have some kind of special promotion or deal available just that evening. And again, this type of partner marketing is so powerful for boutique owners. Another really great angle for boutique owners would be charitable events. So, yes. and, and charitable yes. events that actually get to a little bit of uh, the school, like let's say that you have a event where it's a fundraiser for a school, get the schools to compete with each other, like mm, a leaderboard. So Yep. Right. Where again, and private schools are going to be much more amicable to this uh, than public schools, but where you might have a bunch of private schools, like every night might be a different private school. And then you post who's winning on Facebook. Right. And that's a way in which, you know, they're going to be all of a sudden they're getting a little competitive and all of those private school moms are going to be like, oh, wait, oh, wait a second, I don't want school down the street to win. I want us to win. We've got to get in there and spend money and raise, you know, 10% goes to the school and raise money for charity. Um, and I have seen boutiques do really well with things like that. So it's just thinking creatively. And even if you just have a home-based business, just, right? Even if you have a little boutique, like these are the things that I would be doing. I wouldn't be messing around with really expensive advertising and marketing buys right now yeah. because it really just costs you your time and your effort in making connections. And if you're a boutique yeah. owner, you're probably a connector. You probably like people. It's probably why you yes. opened a boutique because you wanted to help other women feel beautiful or and you really wanted to be part of your local community. So just tapping into those strengths by coming up with creative ideas like this is one of the best ways to grow your business. So good. Okay. So a couple things that popped to mind as you were walking through that, another example, some clients of mine, and the one that instigated this is a genius when it comes to relationships. And I know she's going to go so far um, because of that, but she connected with a couple other boutique owners. So instead of looking at everyone else in your space as oh my goodness, it's competitors. I got to stay far away. No, she said, instead, let me find some other boutique owners across the country with a like-minded perception of customer care, similar price point, and let's swap inventory. So my inventory is not selling here. Let me put it in front of your customers and vice versa. So they created this awesome group where they share inventory. It's pretty sophisticated. And so essentially they're sharing customers. They're using their relationships to get customers in front of inventory that's not moving. So really thinking intelligently about the skill sets that you have. Stop being afraid of connecting with people. I just love that. Thinking, um, the other thing I wanted to bring up was wholesalers or makers. Some great ways you, you have inventory. Again, collaborate with your fellow makers, your fellow wholesalers. How can you get in front of more customers? Exactly like you said you would do if you had a boutique, bringing vendors in. Um, just really thinking outside the box with this. So when you found that your client's are scared. I don't want to connect with people because I might get screwed. <laughs> I don't want to connect. They might take my customers. That small thinking. How do you help them move past that and yeah. think more, think big picture instead of scarcity mindset? Yeah. I would, um, you know, it's funny that you asked this, Vera. I think this is a really important question and I want to set the expectation well. You probably will have some partnerships if you do them often enough that won't work out. Like yeah. they won't, they won't end up being in your favor. They may end up being one-sided. 
but here's the truth. Like you run Facebook ads and probably most of those are going to be one-sided, you know? Right. So it's really right. looking at it yeah. as another marketing activity. And I remember when I was running my photo studios that generated millions of dollars in sales, there was boutiques that like we photographed their, um, you know, their ads, or we photographed a bunch of images for them for social media. And like, they never sent us a customer. Sometimes yeah. that happened. Right. Yeah. And that was honestly just the cost of doing business and the cost of trusting out that relationship. Then there was other relationships that really surprised me. You know, there was mm. relationships where I was like, I don't know if this is going to turn into thing, but let's just try it. I'd be like, oh my gosh, like that generated tens of thousands of dollars of sales last year. Like who knew? What I found is the most common denominator was not this like perfect fit, right? It wasn't necessarily that it was like a slam dunk of, you know, oh my gosh, that's the perfect lead generation source. Like clearly from the onset, there's going to be so many people who are going to buy from you from this partnership. It was more the enthusiasm of the person that I was partnering with. Oh, and I think so that's good. really, really important to take yeah. into consideration. So there might be a coffee shop down the street from you that you're like, I don't know, like would a coffee shop really be a good fit for a boutique? But like you figure it out, you know, you, you maybe put a cup of coffee, like a free cup of coffee in every bag for a little while and they promote your boutique for a little while. And, and because the coffee shop owner loves your clothes and wears them all the time and tells everybody about how great you are and how fabulous you make her feel and look. And, you know, she still has a little weight to lose since her last baby. And, you know, she was self-conscious about shopping, but you always pick out the perfect thing and blah, blah, blah. Right. Like that story is going to go so much further than again, trying to find some bougie, you know, partnership that, you know, maybe just kind of feels forced. So I think it's, I think it's that enthusiasm and that connection and then continuing to take really, really good care. Um, so let's say that you have, I'm just using the coffee shop example. And that again is, is really, um, it's a very simple partnership that you might have with somebody where the coffee shop gets new customers in the door and maybe you get, you know, new walk-ins and, uh, for a period of time. And, um, and you might, again, initially be like, that doesn't make sense, but you might try it goes really well. And then all of a sudden you do an employee discount for everybody in the, um, in the coffee shop, or like when you just have inventory, you cannot move, you give them an extra special discount because at least it's going somewhere beneficial. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, and, um, or you do a little bit of like, you know, a preview night just for their employees or something like that. I mean, you could do that for anything, a doctor's office, a, um, you know, an OBGYN office, a, again, I think beauty, service-based beauty is a really, really good fit for boutique owners. That's definitely another place I would be looking. Yeah. So good. So I think what I'm hearing you say is it's more about the philosophy of business on the other side that that person holds um, and their personality, because you can make a lot work if those things jive. So going back to David, I went and connected. I'm like, I don't need inventory, but I always like, here's what I loved about him. He's very good at communicating. He's really honest. He's a hard worker. Those core foundational foundational pieces to the philosophy of how he did business makes me want to figure out how I can keep working with him. And I think if we think about that with potential relationships, like you said, I love that the owner of that coffee shop, she's her customer service is the same as mine. I love how involved she is in the community. Let me figure out how I can make this work instead of, 
oh, but this is the fancy influencer. And so, you know, that might benefit me. But if those other pieces aren't in alignment, it's going to be so much more difficult. Mm -hmm. So I love that you brought that up. Um, Okay. You're a marketing genius. You're telling us to do something that we trade for our time instead of money, which all of you might be like, this is really interesting. She's not telling us to go out and spend $10,000 on Facebook ads, (laughs) things that you do that work well as well. Yeah. Why is this so important? Why are you so passionate about this? Yeah, I think this is so important because I don't want any business owner to ever feel like they are stuck or that they are without options or that they are beholden to really a a digital platform that doesn't have their back. And I, you know, listen, I, I spend money on my own funnels. I love advertising. You know, there is something very satisfying about being able to put money in and figure out a way to get money out. Yeah. It's not for everybody at every stage. And you have to be willing to play a little bit of a ruthless game when it comes to advertising. Cause listen, Zuck doesn't care about any of us. Right. Yeah. Um, and we have to kind of know that versus when you have the right connections and the right relationships, like there's still people, and I'm sure it's the same for you, similar to David, where, you know, the people that I was doing business with and exchanges with 15 years ago, I'm a totally different business now. I still have great relationships with those people. Yeah. And it may not be a business relationship. It might be a friendship. It might be a great connection. It might be a a business bestie that gives you fantastic advice, but you get to take those relationships wherever you go next. And I think a lot of people don't lean into that because they don't know how to do it well, or They've been on the receiving end of it being done badly and they just write it off versus really leaning into it and finding a way to do it right so that they can grow their business on their own terms. Yeah, really good. So how can you help us with this? What do you have? Do you have any (laughs) tools? Do you have anything? If someone is on the other end of this podcast and they're like, okay, all right, girls, I will, I'll, I'll lean in, I'll do this. What kind of resources could you give them? That would be yeah. helpful. So I have a book coming out. Um, it'll probably come out early part of next year and it's called win-win. And in the meantime, um, I would like to offer your audience a free mini workshop that I typically charge $37 for. If you go to referralcodesystem.com, that's referralcodesystem.com and you put in the coupon code PROFIT, uh, in all capital letters, then you'll be able to receive that for free. I'll say that it was originally written for service-based business owners. So when you listen to it, just know that, right? But everything I'm saying is transferable to product. It's 100% the way in which I have always approached relationship marketing, whether it was for a product or service-based business. Okay. So good. So we'll put that link. You guys don't have to worry if you're driving, you know, don't have to pull over. We'll put it in the show notes along with the code profit, all caps. So you can get that for free. Um, If nothing else, I want you to each take this. It's free. So why not? Um, It's taught by Laura. So why not? There's always room for us to broaden, as my mom used to say, broaden our horizon. Yeah. You might feel like this just, I don't know how this would work. It doesn't make sense. It's super intimidating. I want you to broaden your horizon (laughs) and to just look at things differently. Just see how it might fit. See if there's one or two elements that Laura shares in that, that workshop that you could take and apply and start slow. Just start building relationships. It really... 
I don't know when, you know, you and I have worked with multi-million dollar entrepreneurs, people who have bought and sold companies. We both sold companies. We've seen it all. We've seen failure, success, all of it across all industries. And I would say that the people who do relationships well, the people who know how to network with intention are the winners. They're always the winners. They are. They're always the winners. And if for no other reason, challenge yourself to just develop this skill or develop one partnership in the next six months and watch how it changes your business. So good. Well, thanks for joining us today, Laura. It was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, everyone. So I will put that link in the show notes. Um, Laura is an amazing guest. I'm so excited that we were able to chat with her today. Please check out everything she's doing. Follow her on Instagram. If you love fashion, you'll love following her because she wears beautiful clothes. I always love seeing what she's up to um, on the fashion side of things. Give her some love on Instagram. We'll drop that in the show notes as well. And thank you so much for tuning in today. I will see you all again next week for another episode. Bye for now. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you want to dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I want to invite you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I want to help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me, I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey friend, how are you feeling about your bookkeeping? Confused? Unsure of where to start? Maybe completely overwhelmed? I want to tell you that you are not alone. And that's why I'm so excited about Harquin Bookkeeping. Harquin Bookkeeping specializes in boutique bookkeeping and it's really affordable. That's why I want you to go and check them out. Go to boutiquebookkeeping.co forward slash boutique workshop. That's boutique bookkeeping.co forward slash boutique workshop. Jump on the phone with one of their experts. They'll talk to you about your boutique, what your needs are, and give you a quote. Go to boutiquebookkeeping.co forward slash boutique workshop.